right, everybody. Welcome to another installment of the Boogie Broadcast. It's been two weeks, so uh, sorry about that. I know things kind of get a little weird, but uh, here I am. Here we are again. I'm really happy to be here. All that good stuff. Nothing crazy's really happened since uh, the last episode, um, but uh, it's just been a good old journey, good old life stuff going on. I'm coming to you from Meridian, Mississippi, full of history, a lot more than I realized. I was driving through downtown today, and they had this beautiful old hotel that they're renovating right now, uh, probably a giant multi-million dollar project without the... I mean, I thought it was kind of cool that how they they take these old things and they make them. It's a renovation, right? So they're not really taking something old and making it new. They're just taking something and making it something else or something that once was and that needs to be now. So I thought that was kind of cool seeing something like that in real life take place, like something so old is uh, really interesting. Also passed another city today called Butler, Alabama. Um, and Gilbertown, Alabama, which were very interesting places. Uh, I might start, you know, sitting here thinking about it, the extrovert that I am. Uh, I might start kind of like recording some of the places I go to. I don't really travel uh, like people think I do. A lot of people think I like go all over the United States. I kind of sort of don't really leave the South hardly ever. However, I would like to do that in the future. May kind of share some light on or shed some light on that i should say um anyway i'd like to start recording some of the places i go to i think y'all would find them interesting some of y'all might actually be from some of those areas uh i have something on the camera there but uh anyway just been busy with that it's summertime a little slow so kind of get caught up on some other things i did take a break from social media i try to do that once in a while i don't really have like a there's not like really a schedule that I go by. I feel like if I'm clustered or I'm cluttered in my head, I might take a moment to just, you know, okay, look, or I guess right now is when I'm, I'm like kind of going through some things or, you know, I kind of need a break just in general because, you know, I work with people for a living, you know, I go in these stores and I talk to these business owners and I sell them product and I talk to them about their problems and, Next thing you know, I'm like a, the a psychiatrist who doesn't get paid, you know, and uh, that's kind of a, a workload in its own self. And then uh, I, I'm i a confining individual for other people. So a lot of people tell me the things that, you know, they don't want to tell other people. So I listen to their problems. And after a while, you know, you just kind of need a reset. You got your own problems you have uh, other people who are close to you who have their, their problems. And then on top of that, you have people who just tell you all their secrets and all their issues. And some of you understand what I'm talking about. Some of you are the people who actually tell me those things. I'm not complaining. But in order for someone to give you, uh, I don't want to say who's an advice giver because that's not what I am. And that's not what a lot of people think they are, That, but they're not. I'm telling you, they're not. Um, but you just get so overwhelmed with the clutter of conversation that you feel you need a break from reality and the reality that you make on your own is your reality, regardless if someone else thinks that it's not, it's a fantasy. So my reality was I did need a break, uh, that included the podcast, which I was on the roll with and I felt 
uh, neglecting uh, a lot of things, important things in my life. So I just like, you know, I'm put a hold on this. And so I took care of a lot of things. I feel good. My mind is clear. Uh, I even stopped listening to podcasts. I, I didn't listen to very much, hardly if any music at all. Um, but it was a good, it was a good break. I think we all need to do that. Uh, my wife's doing it right now. Just you know, it's something that is just so good for you to do. It's good for you just to stop. One thing I did want to talk about that I thought was kind of nuts was this Toyota Camry TRD. That thing is wild. I didn't even, I wasn't even prepared to even talk about it. I just was scrolling, um, put the microphone up for those that are just listening. I was just scrolling through uh, Instagram, you know, for the first time in a while. And this Camry came up. They already look fantastic, by the way. So Toyota, there's not an ugly car, I think, except maybe the IA. Uh, I mean, really what Toyota did when they uh, discontinued the Scion movement, which their reason for doing was weird. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I tend to do that when I'm in conversation. But uh, they took the they took the Scion name brand off the charts, which Scion in Japanese means descendant. So they kind of wanted to try something. They said that they did what they set out to do. And now it was over. So they gave it like a good 10, 13 years, something like that. And then they just stopped. Just quit. Okay. You decide to stop doing that. Fine. You're a business. Do what you want. But you didn't really stop. You kept the FRS, the Toyota 86, um, and just swapped swap the name badges. Now that's the sister project that they did with Subaru, which has the... Uh, four-cylinder boxer engine and a buddy of mine has one of those cars and they're very unique and they're very fun they're not extremely like performance but full of performance uh but that's why they just came out with the new supra and the uh what is it the l lc 500 and other things which are beautiful and astronomically impressive uh price too though it's kind of kind of weird they kind of give us a, a price uh, jump from the FRS to the uh, Supra. Huge. But it's performance, and I get it. You know, people that pay to play, you know, they have uh, track day people and things like that. We, I've never been one of them because I, I don't think I can afford the race scene. But um, anyway, so they have Scion. They discontinued it, but then they just transferred like half of Scion's production cars over into Toyota. The only things that they didn't continue doing were the TC and the XB. Why did you stop making the XB? Not only was it one of the best commuting hatchback cars, it was also a huge cult classic. It's the toaster. It's the original toaster. It's the the first gen and the second gen, which is what I have. Huge followings. I mean, they're cult classics. I mean, it's literally like any 80s movie ever made that went box office. I mean, it's just something people, you know, even still today, people would, would they still buy them. They're cheap, cheap, cheap to fix. You know, they're, they're super easy to work on. And they were fun. And you could do all kind of things. Sound competition, people used them. The Japanese Bozazuka people who do these crazy, like, fiberglass, metal-shaped work stuff did it. Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm rambling because I thought Toyota had it done. I thought they were finished. 
thought that they were worn out. But as soon as you think they're worn out, the same thing that happened with the R35 GTR when Nissan thought that they were done. Boom, they hit you with this crazy... I mean, here's an article that says what to expect in the 2020 Toyota Camry Sports Sedan. So a lot of people out there, a lot of you guys are V8 musclehead guys, and a lot of you are like, you know, anything is fast type of guy, which is what I am. Anything can be fast now. It's not like it was. It's not the 90s where you have to have a V8. It's different. It's it, it, the Raptor. The Ford Raptor has a V6. Now, granted, a lot of uh, aluminum billet parts, a lot of performance upgrades, uh, superchargers, and people are twin turboing them. Jesse James just did this crazy thing with his second gen uh, Raptor. Or third? No, second gen. Uh, it's just unreal what people are actually doing to these cars. You know, and I find it extremely interesting that they're actually taking the Camry. A look back at the Camry. It's an ugly mom and mom. It, okay, there's there's mom and there's grandma. And it was both parties, right? And it was a mom-grandma car forever. But then all of all, most of people who had a mother or a grandmother who bought the Camry, it was your hand-me-down. So you did get that car. Now check this out. The grandkids got the car. So people hung on to them. People kept them in their families. I have a 06 Corolla, which is my little beater. And that's what I use for just driving around when I do my traveling. I bought it with 33,000 miles on it. This lady held on to it for 10 years in New Orleans and hardly drove anywhere. It has the original front glass. It's insane. 13 years old has the original front glass. Lady never drove anywhere. But even if that car did have 300,000 miles, people would, are still driving them on the streets with 300,000 miles. The Corolla and the Camry share a lot of similarities, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the, we're talking about the, uh, the TRD Camry. Not only does, does it have the looks, it does. I would show you, but I'm not using OBS right now because it's being weird. So uh, the V6 is, will be the standard, and it's the 3.5 liter V6. So it also has... Um, I mean, the only competitor that it has is the V6 all-wheel drive Ford Fusion Sport, which, I mean, it's a hot hatch, basically. It's still a four-door, but, you know, they still have the Focus hot uh, hot hatches, too. All right, this is this is what got me on the Camry. Uh, 301 horsepower. So the Camry TRD will make the 301 horsepower as the non-TRD. Okay, Toyota Racing Development has standard, I mean the car that does not TRD, the normal Camry, standard has 301 horsepower. So, although it will have like a free-flowing exhaust system, uh, which will also allow more power, it's difficult to complain the lack of extra horsepower when the Camry TRD is based reached at uh, 5.8 seconds and 60 miles per hour. That is, I mean, it's just going to be so much faster than that. It's insane. There's no specifications yet to be offered, but we know that above all, it looks amazing too. I mean, I mean, this thing looks amazing. It's a Camry. Why? Why are we so? Why are we? Why do we love I mean, this thing? Is insane. It's beautiful. 
But anyway, they're not giving us a whole lot of information. I thought they would. I should have done more research on it. But anyway, so I think we're in a day and age where things are just getting weird, man. Things are getting so odd. We have we have 12-year-old girls looking like they're 25. Correct me if I'm wrong. You see all these girls out here now. Tell me you don't have a hard time seeing how old they are. Guess a girl's age. It's so hard to do now. I mean, I know my wife, she would, oh, she's, she looks like she's, you know, when she's all prettied up and dolled up, she could be easily 30, 28 years old, just a beautiful, you know, dark complected, beautiful face and just has those facial features. When she was 16, she looked like she was almost 30, but they have this talent and I'm not saying this derogatively, but they have this talent of art. They can make their face look however old they want to. There's some um, makeup artists out there that are just insane, unreal. Making There's this one girl on Facebook that makes herself look like she's Michael Jackson, and it looks exactly like him. It's insane what they're able to do, but they're all artists, and the art that they're doing is insane. Um, these young girls are hard to tell how old they are. Really dangerous to like these these predators out there because, you know, if I had a daughter, I'd be scared for her to wear makeup because there ain't no telling what kind of, you know, tag-ons come with that. It's insane. Uh, you also have these crazy, like, old grandma cars turning into these super, like, modern hot rod type of thing. Um, people, okay, this is crazy. People are buying houses at such a young age now too on top of that but buying brand new homes versus fixer-uppers uh, fixer-uppers will become a thing of the past I'm telling you it's so easy to finance it's so easy for people to just go ahead and just get it over with a, a friend of mine just did it um, really proud of him though worked really hard but like you know you look back and you think what did my parents do did my parents buy a brand new house with their first home and there are some friends of mine who are buying houses that, you know, need a little bit of work. But we're so much, and I say all that to say this, we have so much better opportunity presented in front of us on a silver platter with any utensil we need to eat that type of meal that it's almost impossible for you to be comfortable in 2019. Telling you, if you're uncomfortable in 2019, it's because you did that. It is. I mean, you have the opportunity. There's so much entrepreneurship out there. There's so much opportunity for self-employment. There's a lot of opportunity for self-improvement. Uh, food has never been more obtainable. So if you want to lose weight, uh, gyms are around every corner. If you want a job, everyone's freaking hiring. Everyone is hiring. I got a text message yesterday saying that they needed plumbers and helpers. You know, everyone's hiring. Uh, everyone has the opportunity to buy a car, given good credit, bad credit, whatever. I mean, yeah, you might pay interest, you know, out the butt, but you still have the opportunity to buy a car, brand freaking new. You don't have to do it most, you know, I had to kind of buy a fixer-upper. Matter of fact, I've never owned a new car. Me and my wife bought the 2019 Jeep JL, and that is the only new thing I've ever owned, ever. All my cars are fixer-uppers. I bought all my cars on my own except one or two. My Plymouth Valiant, my dad helped me get 
Uh, he said he paid for half, so he put up a thousand. I put up a thousand and bought that car. Uh, Love that thing. Drove that thing every day for about a year in uh, the Impala. Man, the Impala was beautiful. That was Dad's, but he told me I could use it as long as I kept it up. So I did. I sunk so much money trying to keep that thing running. And uh, but I understand, like not a lot of us. A lot of us are well off. It's 2019. The opportunity to be successful is all is in front of you. If you want to be successful, all you have to do is go out there and just try to do it. I'm telling you, it's insane. If you want to make a lot of money and you're from the South, you can go work in a factory, in a plant, or uh, oil company or any stuff like that. It's all over the place. The opportunity to be successful in 2019 is everywhere. Now, what is success though? You know, success to me is being able to pay your bills, have a little extra, and be happy with what you're doing. And, you know, living on your own, paying your own bills, you know, not having trust funds to lean back on or not even really trust funds, just having stuff to lean back on. You know, so many people call up mom and dad, and I don't have enough money for this, I don't have enough money for that, whatever. If you work for a company and you know, they give you per diems and stuff like that. I think that's totally different from what I'm saying. I'm talking about given something given to you when you don't work for it. Something for free. I think we need to stop living off free. I mean, I think that there are some things in life that should be free. I really do. But to live off of free is, it should be untangible. It should be incredibly difficult for someone to live for free and it's really not it's so easy for people to get on welfare tell me i'm lying so easy for people to to skip out on paying uh uh rent and things like that it's so easy for people to be like that free housing you know but now some people may argue with me that i think that health care should be free now the argument with that is and i have no one here to talk to about it and maybe one day i will maybe someone would want to talk to me about it they might be able to explain it better to me where i could understand why it's not free but this is my theory you get injured you go to the hospital they fix you they send you a bill you get the bill let's say you don't have insurance you call the hospital and be like this is a three thousand dollar er visit all you guys did was give me an IV and some steroid shots because I had the flu. What's that about? Oh, well, it seems here, Mr. Uh, Joe Smith, that you don't have insurance. Well, we could probably just knock that down to about $700. This happened before. This has happened many times. It's happened to friends of mine. It's happened to me. Okay? I'm telling you right now that the reason that healthcare is so expensive and the reason that doctors and, and nurses and all of them, that they're, they're such in demand, and they're so, hospitals are really extravagant, so big, and it's because that insurance companies make money. It's insane how much money they make. Now, because the insurance make money, doctors and nurses probably make a really good living. I will give you that. But let's say that insurance companies were deteriorated. I still don't think that doctors would make less because it's really the administrators of the hospitals that are really robbing us too. The administrators, the owners, and things like that. Um, they're, they're buying 
their scalpels for their stainless steel scalpels might cost them $12 each. Well, they have to use that scalpel, then they go in and they cut you and then they just throw it away. Well, obviously, because it's not sanitary to reuse it. Go figure. Then you get your bill on the scalpel, it costs almost $200. The markup is, is insane. Why isn't someone doing something about the expenses of health insurance? Or is it because the reason that we have health insurance is because the hand that feeds you or the hand that helps you also hurts you, but it also hurts you by helping you and also helps you by hurts you. It's like a circle. So we have, we get an injury, we already pay for insurance, and then on top of that we pay a deductible, and then the insurance company pays the hospital, and then the hospital pays the expenses and the doctors and stuff, and then they profit off of that. Well, some of that profit goes towards keeping the lights on. Well, who's who? Who regulates the hospitals to spend? Or sorry, who regulates the hospitals for? What's the terminology for? Someone might need to correct me. I don't know what the terminology for taking something and 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 oh, like that guy who had the. Let me see who that guy is right there. But who who's regulating the the cost of pro, or not the cost of products but the markup of products when we do go to the hospitals? I think that needs evaluating. Um, I think so many. Let me Google this. I find cure for. All right, here we go. We need we need to evaluate that. I don't really think we need to evaluate how much doctors and. Nurses get paid. They do incredible jobs. But what about paramedics? Paramedics make thirty, fifty thousand dollars a year, and they're on site, quick thinking, no research, on demand, instantly trying to save people's lives. And they don't near as make a third of what some of the doctors do inside the hospital. Oh, and this is the guy behind the AIDS drug. Um, the seven, okay, that's what he did. Drug goes from $13 and 50 cents a tablet to $750 overnight. Tell me that that doesn't happen more than once. This is just the only, this is the article from New York times talking about, um, talking about the guy who, who has this pill to help people with AIDS. Yeah, but it went from thirteen dollars to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Uh, I'm seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Look at me, hear me. I'm talking, trying to read this and talk. Tablet goes from thirteen fifty to seven hundred fifty dollars. I'm trying to find this guy's name. What is it that they're doing differently that has led to this dramatic increase? It's greed. We all know it's greed. It has to be greed. But who's to say that? And this guy went to court and all that stuff too over it. But who's to say that they're not already doing that? We just don't check into it. This was just public news. You know, this is just the one thing that we did catch. I don't know. I think it's crazy. And here I am rambling on. And someone could be like, well, you know, Seth, there's this reason, there's this reason, there's this reason. And I would like to talk to somebody about it. But as a layman in uh, the modern working day blue collar type of environment, I don't know. Someone needs to explain this to me. Because I find it fascinating that there are people out there 
that are taking advantage of us. And there's insurance companies out there taking advantage of us. Um, and I'm not trying to plug anybody, but you know, I had progressive insurance, auto insurance for a while, switched to Geico in Mississippi. They gave me a better rate. And then I went and shopped around and then I got to insurance and I always heard about insurance. Matter of fact, it has, uh, uh, John guy from the office who narrates their commercials. And I was like, let me look into these guys. Let me, let me quote shop as they say. So I started quote shopping and looking around. It was like $130 cheaper a month. I'm like, what in the world? How on God's green earth is it like that? So then I do more research and I actually talked to one of the representatives there and here it is. They don't have storefronts. They don't have buildings. They don't have they only have a couple of offices and people that they hire to work. They don't have, and then they they serve um, company they use. They service somebody out to do their adjustment. They're adjusting it at places, but it makes sense. So here's a company that's finding a way to attract more audiences by having less, and that minimalist approach for capitalism I think is pretty important. We need to focus on less, offering a customer a better price for less but in return maybe we need to cut back on our overhead maybe we need to cut back on um, maybe we have a president and a vice president and a cfo and a coo and a cto and an abc and an efg maybe we just need to cut that in half and not by saying you own a company you need to fire people but let's say you're starting a company think small i would definitely offer people things that no one else does at a better price but that's hard to do. How about you offer things that someone else does at a better price but have less overhead? I think that's what insurance did. They did a pretty good job at that. I had no intention on talking about this at all whatsoever, to be honest with you. I wanted to talk about social media, but here we go. Anyway, so do talk about social media. I've considered getting rid of um, Facebook, but I think I decided to keep it for family reasons. Uh why do we need to be on these platforms? The podcasts we need to be on multiple platforms because I'm trying to gain audiences. So that's a reason. But what if I what if I wasn't so cluttered? What if I just kept it to a couple of things? Well, maybe, maybe so. We'll see what happens. If I, if this thing actually winds up being anything one day, I, I'd be glad to to focus in on on other things. But why do we need to be on Facebook, Instagram? Snapchat, Twitter, four main platforms. Why? Then you have things like this TikTok thing come out, and then you have these other things coming out, uh, music-oriented. Uh, why do we need all those things? Well, you know, you might have someone who doesn't have Facebook, who has Instagram or whatever. Why do we need to be the people to have all, all four of them, all four major platforms of social media, but then you have these, but like some of your excuses, and, and this is, I'm guilty. I have three of them, is, well, my friend doesn't have Facebook. He just has Instagram, so that's why I have that. That's not why I have Instagram. I have Instagram because it's a way more focused platform, and it's more art-focused, so I like looking at the tattoo uh, tattoo artists, uh, the illustrators, the bike builders, the fabricators, uh, Jesse James, Forge Overland, uh, who is it? Denzo tattoo, uh, or no? Ben Volt. Ben Volt tattoo. He's fan. Oh, he's fantastic. 
uh, looking at like those guys are Sean Dickinson. He's an artist illustrator. He does beautiful work and, um, you know, built well. So the motorcycle company makes products. I like looking at some of the people who I buy products from selling clothing, looking at their stuff. And that's how I find their new products. But here I am talking like a consumer now. So do I have social media to look at consumables? Like, what am I doing? Why am I, why did I spend so much time branding or supporting these brands that they don't support me why am i supporting them it wasn't that it was the time that you spent doing it and because you have four platforms i mean hear me out maybe maybe i'm just rambling i don't know what i'm talking about if you have four platforms imagine that you're spending four times what you should if you have three platforms maybe you're spending three times what you should this is even crazy to think. You've had two platforms spending two times what you need to be on social media. So let's say you break it all down to one platform. What platform would you keep? If you could cut the time out of your day that is wasted, how would you do that? How would you do that? You need to be able to, I mean, this is something I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what I need to do to stop being influenced by negativity to stop being influenced by those who don't hold an important part of my life or to stop being influenced by those who just are fake. Now, fake influence still works. You can still be influenced by fake people. Is it toxic? I don't know because sometimes we're not able to deter what is fake and what is what is not because it's social media. It's so hard. So what should we do? What should we do? What platform would you get rid of if you could to save time? I know exactly which one I would get rid of. It would be Snapchat. Snapchat is nothing but temporary, temporary obsessiveness. It's so quick. But you just got to, oh, I wish I could rewatch that. Or, oh, if I screenshot this, they're going to know. It's it's an obsessive thing. It's a, oh, temporary paranoia too. You get paranoid because... You know, you go to replay someone's video, you want you don't want them to think that you're desperate and you want to replay their video and you're now you're scared that they might think that you're obsessed with them or interested. like it's just kind of this weird thing. And I don't think like that. There's I mean, I'm I'm married, so like it it's no, I'll screenshot or, or replay my wife's stuff all the time. You know, that she does that stuff doesn't bother me because we have a commitment and we have a good relationship. But uh let's say we were dating or something or not even dating, just talking. It's just weird. All of this is gonna. This blows my mind. All relationships seem to stem. I mean, I would say not all. Eighteen and younger. I'd probably say about seventy percent. All are built and constructed around social media. Is it a bad thing? I don't know. Maybe it's just the thing. I mean, that's something to think about too. Maybe it is just the thing that's going on, and. It's something to think about. This is this is might be the age that we're living in. I started watching Black Mirror and the dating thing. Oh my gosh. It was insane. I'm not going to say nothing because someone of you people haven't watched it yet. And I just started watching it. I don't know why I've never watched it before. But it made me think, what if social media is your social life now? Not as it, It's not media anymore. It's reality. So maybe it's social reality, but you're able to control what people see and don't see. So your social reality is a portraying of what you wish people to see and 
never see the things that you don't want them to see. That's scary. Because how is someone going to know the real you? If you communicate with someone through social media more than you communicate with them in real life, there's no way of them knowing who you really are. There's no way. It's impossible. Because the transparency of human contact and conversation can only be observed and and soaked and absorbed in person. The only way that I built a relationship with my friends and my wife and her family is through social interaction. And that's the only way to do it. I mean, first impressions. What's how do you first how do you have a first impression on social media? Is it is it does it exist? I don't know. I don't I, I mean, obviously it exists, but to what kind of degree? It's just insane to think that social media is now social reality. I think it is. I really think it is. I think that we have the ability to put on this show and we can we do we can direct it, we can produce it, we can cast it. We we might you might have this ugly friend you never want anyone to see and you might just keep your hot friend around. You know what I mean? Or you might have uh, you might just only post on your good days instead of your bad days. It's insane to think that you'll look at someone's life and you're like, mm, really? She, you sure? That's really how it is? It's insane to think that you just don't know. It's crazy. And they then you call them a friend. They're your friends. You, they're your friends. That's in, that's crazy to think. I'm not saying that things are bad. I'm just saying that things are crazy. This is a crazy world. I mean, it's unreal to think I can sell a product and never meet the customer ever. I can. I could do it. I do it all the time. I sell people. I have a customer of mine in North Dakota uh, that I've never met, but I've sold thousands of dollars of products to her. I've never met her. But, you know, I try to be professional. I try to be a kind person and I try to do my best and I talk to her once in a while. I'll see how she's doing, see if she needs anything. But I've never met her. But I'm able to do that through my phone. Talk about phones. You talk about social media, talk about phones. Phones are everything. Phones are everything. Phones are how you tell your wife you love her. Phones are how you tell your mom you love her. Phones are how you find a woman to have an affair with. Phones are how you figure out how to hide a dead body. Phones are how do you how do you cook a squash? Phones are how do you change a diaper? Phones are how do you tie a necktie? Phones are how do you start a podcast? <laughs> I did it. I, I was on my phone all the time looking and seeing how do how do I start a podcast? It's just crazy, man. It's so crazy to think that phones are everything. I all the knowledge in the world is on my phone. I keep looking down here because this is where my phone is. Okay, so check this out. I'm using my phone as a monitor for my GoPro. Phones are everything. I'm telling you, phones are everything. I got like six or seven text messages while I'm sitting here. I mean, I can put on a podcast and talk to somebody at the same time, and I'm using my phone to do it all. It's crazy. This is nuts. The phones are everything. But imagine what a phone was. When I was a kid, you know, in the mid-90s, what was a phone? You used a phone to call freaking somebody 
that's all a phone was. Now it's everything. It's your camera. It's the source to all information in the world. It's a source of communication. And it keeps your leg warm, basically. It finds you food. It figures out where your dog is. It can unlock your house. It can control your GoPro. I mean, it can start your car. It can control the AC. It's just insane. Phones are everything. I love it. I hate it. It's a love-hate thing. Almost got the electronic lock for my house, but I'm too scared someone might be able to hack my stuff. I don't know. I'm paranoid sometimes, I guess. But uh, truth be told, social media gave it up for a little while, and I felt great. It's like a cleanse, man. It's like it's like this thing. And I've been going back to the gym now for a couple weeks, and I just feel great. Got to do it right after this podcast. Got to go back downstairs and try to put in some some good work. I need to um. I need to talk to uh, a good friend of mine. Used to sell running shoes. Let me talk to him. Make sure I'm wearing the right stuff. I was talking to this lady. I was selling uh some product to in uh, South Mississippi. She's 71, 72, and uh, she just had her other hip replaced. I'm sorry, 65. That's 65. Talk to someone else who was 71 today who had a hip job. Uh, hip job? Hip replacement. No, they have hip jobs because people are relocating their fat fat to their hips to make their butts look bigger. Crazy too. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, something else. I've been taking brain pills. Talk about that too. Uh, I'll, I'll grab them and show you. So what was I talking about? Oh, hip replacement at 65. She was a runner. but She used to run. And I made this joke. Some of y'all might get this. She she said, yeah, I used to be a runner. And uh, we didn't uh, we didn't have the right kind of shoes. I was like, yeah, you must have wore your kids. Then went right to nursing uh, school. And she laughed. And she said, yeah, that's actually what she wore. Kids are just like these really plain Jane looking shoes. You know, people used them for everything back in the day. They still do. And, uh, anyway, so she didn't wear the right kind of shoes and stuff like that, but she used to have her kid get in the truck. This is crazy. Now this is, we're talking about a 65 year old woman. Excuse me. We're talking about a 65 year old woman who used to run all the time. Okay. So she, she practiced and she did these marathons and stuff, but she used to have her kid, her six year old son get in the truck, ride next to her while she ran just to play the radio. What? Just to play the freaking radio. Dude, that's nuts. You're telling me I could play any song I want to right now, and I can't because if I post on YouTube, they'll kick me off. But I could play any song I want to, anywhere I want to, for hours with a headset that doesn't even need a cable. The only reason I have a cable for this is I can't Bluetooth it because it's hooked up to my mixer. But like, these headphones, I could play music anywhere I want to, wherever I want to. This, that's crazy. Oh, that's so crazy. This lady used to have her six-year-old son ride next to her so she can listen to music. Think about it. Just let that soak in. Okay, now going back to the mushroom thing. Um, I don't like dead air, so I'm not going to get up and go get it. But uh, it's by uh, Paul Stamus, who does the host defense mushroom stuff. And it's uh, called Brain, and it has a lot of lion's mane in it, some other ingredients. But uh, I love using it. I've noticed a little bit of difference, especially in the morning, like when I first take it, there is a difference there. Uh, and then I've still been taking my lion's mane mushroom extract too uh, when I can, and that's been nice as well. I've been drinking a lot more water, been feeling healthier. I cut out sugar. Well, 
I cut out a lot of sugar. I still have a little bit once in a while. Today, I haven't had any. Yesterday, I didn't have any, but what's today? Wednesday? Monday, I did. Monday, I had, uh, I had a Gushers pack. They're just too stinking good. Fruit snacks are a weakness of mine. And uh, Skittles. Candy, man. I can't put candy down. I've been doing good so uh, so far. I have a couple days without candy. Uh, but this is another big confusion. I'm not trying to lose weight. Why does everybody keep saying that? You don't need to lose weight. You're just thin enough. Well, okay. What about me being healthy? Me eating right is, does not mean that I'm trying to lose the weight that I don't want. That's not true. I just want to be healthy. And I don't want to ever be fat or obese. I shouldn't say be fat. I don't ever want to be overweight. I don't ever just, that's something I don't, I choose not to do. And I'm so sick and tired of people telling me, you just wait till you have a kid, it's going to happen. You're going to get so fat and it's just going to be hard to get up in the morning. Everything's going to hurt. You're going to have knee replacement by the time you're 35. Okay, no, that's not going to happen with me because I choose, unless I have some horrible disease or something, but I choose to be healthy. So why try to lose all that weight and be healthy then? I could just stay healthy now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really very simple. I don't eat a lot of bread. I'm trying to cut back on sugar. Hardly have any carbs, except when I when I drink uh, the Red Bulls and stuff like that. But I mean, like I'm fairly healthy. I think I'm 26 years old. I mean, I look pretty good compared to some of my friends. You know, I try my best. And not trying to rub it in with nobody, but why start then when you can just maintain now? It's just something I've been thinking about, and I've I've been running to, and that's something I never did. So that's kind of fun. I didn't realize it would be fun though. I always thought it'd be a lot of. I always thought running would be like a ton of work, but eventually it gets pretty easy. It gets pretty fun. So uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna do another another hour and thirty minutes today on the on the treadmill, the elliptical. Well, I lied. I didn't do the elliptical yesterday. I just did the treadmill. But I've been doing inclines, been working out my legs, doing the inclines at the, the highest level at about three miles an hour. Then I'll lower that and do a sprint. Then I'll bring it back up, keep that incline. And it kind of helps, you know. It's just kind of something to do. But uh, I've been drinking a lot more water too, man. And it's not that – I mean, yeah, you, you have to pee like every other minute. But uh, in, in the car, just pull over gas station or something and, and I get another bottle of water or like I keep – I try to keep a case in my car. It just gets too hot. But, um, you know, look, just start being healthy. It's not that big of a deal. You want to splurge on the weekend? Just have the weekend and do whatever you want. But during the weekday, just be smart. You know, don't just don't eat at Olive Garden and get fat on their breadsticks and just eat pasta after that and then go home and do it all over again the next day. You know, just, I mean, it's, it's just what I was telling somebody. You eat too much tacos you drink too many margaritas, and you have beer all the time, and you complain about your weight and your knees and your back hurting all the time. Dude, get healthy. Stop drinking. Stop eating beer. I mean, eating beer. Ugh. Stop eating so much bread. Stop eating all that nasty stuff. It sounded really country right there. Yuck. Uh, anyway, so it's just something to, it's just something to acknowledge, man. Just try to be healthy. Uh, I was talking to somebody today, and... Uh, they asked me where I was from. I'm checking my phone, see if anybody on Facebook has said anything. But I'll, uh, about the podcast, I was doing questions. But they asked me where I was from, and they said you must be from up north. I'm like, what? 
No, I'm not from up north. Uh, so they said, well, where are you from? I was like, well, I'm from Louisiana. They said, no. I was like, yeah, but I'm from the North Shore, so we don't really like, we don't really talk like everybody else does. I don't sound like a Cajun, Michelle. I don't talk like this that much. Like, I don't talk like that. I don't talk like I'm from New Orleans. You know, like, that was a horrible act. I can, I can do it, but like, I'm not around my mom or my dad. But, uh, so someone asked me on Facebook why my brother is so much cooler than me. I'm going to tell you right now, he is not. I am numero uno in the cool book. If these were time frames in the world, I'd be the ice age and he would be global warming. Just telling you right now. Uh, just trying to stay healthy, trying to do the right thing, trying not to get too crazy with with food and sugary stuff, trying to, you know, relax and all that jazz. Oh, the brain pills I've been taking are really nice, been working a little bit, but uh, I've, I've, I'm trying to get my grandpa on them. My grandpa has Alzheimer's and it's uh, getting pretty bad and um, also getting on a little bit of CBD too. Hopefully that kind of helps him out. I was reading that the mushroom extract kind of helps with that. If you kind of suffer from recollection and memory retention, I would recommend to try, at least just kind of try it. Uh, it it's, it's not really a cure. It's just going to help. Now, there might be some placebo effect, but placebos work too. Placebo is a pep talk. I mean, they work. It's not like you're actually taking anything that does anything right away. But it might be a prolonged thing that eventually does help you. And it does. It does help you. So um, if you have any questions about that, ask me. But I can kind of just tell you where to get it. I have another friend of mine who's very intelligent with that kind of stuff. I probably would tell you to talk to him instead. But I'm more of a consumer and a listener. But um, anyway, so I just want to kind of talk about social media and stuff like that. Oh, my chest hurts. And... Uh, just kind of touch back base with you guys. This one's not like crazy interesting, but I enjoyed it. I love doing this podcast and it's just me kind of BSing, but you know, I I like it. I enjoy it. So the next one's going to be number 10. Hopefully have something kind of better set up for number 10. But here I am in a hotel, just kind of figured I'd kill some time, spend about 45 minutes, an hour with you guys and just kind of talk to you and stuff like that. So sorry about that little edit right there. Uh, if you guys have anything you want to talk about or any kind of recommendations or improvements that you guys might have, I'm really good at taking criticism and uh, I'm also really good at taking compliments. So I kind of pride myself in that. As Drax the Destroyer said, I too am extremely humble. So life's a dance. Let's boogie. Thank you, James Jones. You're the winner of the $50 giveaway. Appreciate all of the support that you give me, James. You're a good dude. I appreciate you. All my fans. Yeah, I said the F word. Thanks. Hope you guys had a good time. And uh, can't wait to talk to you guys a little bit more. Please like and share. And uh, I have some merch coming out soon. I was talking to a a customer of mine who does t-shirts. So, uh, hey, I might have some cool stuff coming towards you guys uh might start giving away some free merch and stuff like that so like and share subscribe to my youtube youtube is really what i want to start doing and uh, i might start taking care of my gopro around and taking videos of stuff you know tell me what you guys think about that and i'll uh i'll take some of those things into consideration thanks love you guys (laughs) 